Hello, and welcome to a reading of Edgar Allan Poe, The Fall of the House of Usher and Other Writings. Stanzas. How often we forget all time when lone, admiring nature's universal throne, her woods, her wilds, her mountains, the intense reply of hers to our intelligence. In youth have I known one with whom the earth in secret communing held, as he with it, in daylight and in beauty from his birth, whose fervid flickering torch of life was lit from the sun and stars whence he had drawn forth, a passionate light such for his spirit was fit, and yet that spirit knew not in the hour of its own fervor what had o'er it power." Perhaps it may be that my mind is wrought to a fever by the moonbeam that hangs o'er, but I will half believe that wild light fraught with more of sovereignty than ancient lore hath ever told, or is it of a thought the unembodied essence and no more, that with a quickening spell doth o'er us pass as dew of the night-time o'er the summer grass? Doth o'er us pass when, as the expanding eye, to the loved object, so the tear to the lid, will start which lately slept in apathy, and yet it need not be that object hid from us in life, but common which doth lie each hour before us, but then only bid with a strange sound, as of a harp-string broken, to awake us, tis a symbol and a token." Of what an other world shall be and given in beauty by our God to those alone who otherwise would fall from life and heaven, drawn by their heart's passion and that tone, that high tone of the spirit which hath striven, though not with faith, with godliness, whose throne with desperate energy it hath beaten down, wearing its own deep feeling as a crown. Sonnet to Science Science, true daughter of old time thou art, who alterest all things with thy peering eyes, why prayest thou thus upon the poet's heart, vulture whose wings are dull realities? How should he love thee, or how deem thee wise, who wouldst not leave him in his wandering to seek for treasure in the jeweled skies, albeit he soared with an undaunted wing? Hast thou not dragged Diana from her car, and driven the Hamadryad from the wood to seek a shelter in some house? happier star? Hast thou not torn the naiad from her flood, the elfin from the green grass, and from me, the summer dream beneath the tamarind tree? Al-Arath, Part 1 Oh, nothing earthly save the ray, thrown back from flowers of beauty's eye, as in those gardens where the day springs from the gems of circusy. Oh, nothing earthly save the thrill of melody and woodland rill, or music of the passion-hearted, joy's voice so peacefully departed, that like the summer in the sh that like the murmur in the shell, its echo dwelleth and will dwell. Oh, nothing of the dross of ours, yet all the beauty, all the flowers that list our love and deck our bowers, adorn yon world afar, afar, the wandering star. Twas a sweet time for Nisais or Nisachi. I'm not. Sure, Nisais, for there her world lay lulling on the golden air, near four bright suns, a temporary rest, an oasis and desert of the blessed. 
Away, away, mid seas of rays that roll, Empyrean splendor o'er the unchained soul. The soul that scarce the billows are so dense Can struggle to its destined eminence. To distant spheres from time to time she rode, And late to hours the favored one of God. But now, the ruler of an anchored realm, She throws aside the scepter, leaves the helm, And amid incense and high spiritual hymns, Laves in quadruple light her angel limbs. Now happiest, loveliest in yon lovely earth, whence sprang the idea of, be of beauty into birth, falling in reefs throw many a startled star, like woman's hair mid pearls until afar, it lit on hills a can, and there dwelt. She looked into infinity and knelt. Rich clouds for canopies about her curled, fit emblems of the model of her world, seen but in beauty, not impeding sight, of other beauty glittering through the light. A wreath that twined each starry form around, and all the opaled air in color bound. All hurriedly she knelt upon a bed of flowers, of lilies such as reared the head on the fair cape capo ducato, and sprang so eagerly around about to hang upon the flying footsteps of deep pride of her who loved a mortal and so died. The cephalica, budding with young bees, upreared its purple stem around her knees, and Jimmy Flower of Trebizond misnamed, inmate of highest stars where erst it shamed, all other loveliness, its honeyed dew, the fabled nectar that the heathen knew, deliriously sweet, was dropped from heaven and fell on gardens of the unforgiven, and Trebizond and on a sunny flower so like its own above that to this hour it still remaineth torturing the bee with madness and unwanted reverie. In heaven and all its environs, the leaf and blossom of the fairy plant and grief, disconsolate linger, grief that hangs her head, repenting follies that full long have fled, heaving her white breast to the balmy air, like guilty beauty, casened and more fair. Nycthantes too, Nycthantes too, as sacred as the light, she fears to perfume, perfuming the night, and Clitia, pondering between many a sun, while pettish tears adown her petals run, and that aspiring flower that sprang on earth, and died ere scarce exalted into birth, bursting its odorous heart and spirit to wing its way to heaven from garden of a king, and Valisnerian Valisneri lotus thither flown from struggling with the waters of the Rhone, and thy most lovely purple perfume Zanti, Isoladoro, Fior di Levante, Fior di Levante, and the Nelumbo bud that floats forever with Indian Cupid down the holy river, fair flowers and fairy to whose care is given to bear the goddess song and odors up to heaven, spirit that dwellest where in the deep sky the terrible and fair and beauty vie beyond the line of blue, the boundary of the star which turneth at the view of thy barrier and thy bar, of the barrier overgone by the comets who are cast from their pride and from their throne to be drudges till the last, to be carriers of fire, the red fire of their heart, with speed that may not tire, and with pain that shall not part, who livest that we know in eternity we feel, but the shadow of whose brow what spirit shall reveal. Though the beings whom thine 
Nisace, thy messenger hath known, have dreamed for thy infinity a model of their own. Thy will is done, O God, the star hath ridden high, through many a tempest, but she rode beneath thy burning eye. And here in thought to thee, in thought that can alone, ascend thy empire, and so be a partner of thy throne by winged fantasy. My embassy is given, till secrecy shall knowledge be in the environs of heaven. She ceased and buried then her burning cheek, abashed amid the lilies there to seek, a shelter from the fervor of his eye, for the stars trembled at the deity. She stirred not, breathed not, for a voice was there, how solemnly pervading the calm air, a sound of silence on the startled ear, which dreamy poets name the music of the sphere. Ours is a world of words, quiet we call silence, which is the merest word of all. All nature speaks, and even ideal things flap shadowy sounds from visionary wings. But ah, not so when thus in realms on high the eternal voice of God is passing by, and the red winds are withering in the sky. What though in worlds which, which sightless cycles run... Linked to a little system and one sun, where all my love is folly, and the crowd still think my terrors but the thundercloud, the storm, the earthquake, and the ocean wrath, ah, will they cross me in my angrier path? What though in worlds which own a single sun, the sands of time grow dimmer as they run, yet thine is my resplendency, so given to bear my secrets through the upper heaven, leave tenantless thy crystal home and fly, with all thy train athwart the moony sky, apart like fireflies in Sicilian night, and winged to other worlds another light, divulge the secrets of thy embassy to the proud orbs that twinkle, and so be to every heart a barrier and a ban, lest the stars totter in the guilt of man. Up rose the maiden in the yellow night, the single-mooned eve on earth we plight. Our faith to one love and one moon adore, the birthplace of young beauty had no more. As sprang that yellow star from downy hours, up rose the maiden from her shrine of flowers, and bent o'er sheeny mountain and dim plain, her way but left not yet her Theresian reign. Part 2 High on a mountain of enameled head, such as the drowsy shepherd on his bed, of giant pasturage lying at his ease, raising his heavy eyelids, starts and sees, with many a muttered hope to be forgiven, what time the moon is quadrated in heaven, of rosy head that towering far away, into the sunlit ether caught the ray, of sunken suns at eve, at noon of night, while the moon danced with the fair stranger light, upreared upon such height across a pile, of gorgeous columns on the unburdened air, flashing from Parian marble that twin smile, far down upon the wave that sparkled there, and nursled the young mountain in its lair. Of molten stars their pavements, such as fall through the ebon air, besilvering the pall of their own dissolution while they die, adorning then the dwellings of the sky. A dome by linked light from heaven let down, sat gently on these columns as a crown. A window of one circular diamond there looked out above the purple air, and rays from God shot down that meteor chain, and hallowed all the beauty twice again, save when between thy empyrean and that ring some eager spirit flapped his dusky wing. But on the pillars seraph eyes have seen the dimness of this world, that grayish green that nature loves the best for beauty's grave, 
grave lurked in each cornice round each architrave, and every sculptured cherub thereabout that from his marble dwelling peered out seemed earthly in the shadow of his niche, Achaean statues in a world so rich. Friezes from Tadmor and Persopolis, from Baalbek and the stilly clear abyss, of beautiful Gomorrah, oh, the wave is now upon thee, but too late to save. Sound loves to revel in a summer night, witness the murmur of the gray twilight, that stole upon the ear in Iraco, of many a wild stargazer long ago, that stealeth ever on the ear of him, whom musing gazeth on the distant dim, on the distance dim, and sees the darkness coming as a cloud. Is not its form, its voice, most palpable and loud? But what is this? It cometh, and it brings a music with it. Tis the rush of wings." a pause and then a sweeping falling strain and nisais is in her walls again from the wild energy of wanton haste her cheeks were flushing and her lips apart and zone that clung around her gentle waist had burst beneath the heaving of her heart within the center of that hall to breathe she paused and panted xanthi all beneath the fairy light that kissed her golden hair and longed to rest yet could but sparkle there Young flowers were whispering in melody to happy flowers that night and tree to tree. Fountains were gushing music as they fell in many a starlit grove or moonlit dell. Yet silence came upon material things, fair flowers, bright waterfalls, and angel wings, and sound alone that from the spirit sprang bore burthen to the charm the maiden sang. Neath the bluebell or streamer or tufted wild spray that keeps from the dreamer the moonbeam away, bright beings that ponder with half-closing eyes on the stars which your wonder hath drawn from the skies, till they glance through the shade and come down to your brow like eyes of the maiden who calls on you now. Arise from your dreaming in violet bowers to duty beseeming these star-lit hours, and shake from your tresses encumbered with dew the breath of those kisses that cumber them too. Oh, how without you, love, could angels be blessed, those kisses of true love that lulled you to rest. Up, shake from your wing each hindering thing, the dew of the night, it would weigh down your flight, and true love caresses, oh, leave them apart, they are light on the tresses, but lead on the heart. Ligeia, Ligeia, my beautiful one, whose harshest idea will to melody run. Oh, is it thy will on the breeze to toss, or capriciously still like the lone albatross, incumbent on night as she on the air, to keep watch with delight on the harmony there? Ligeia, wherever thy image may be, no magic shall ever thy music from shall sever thy music from thee. Thou hast bound many eyes in a dreamy sleep, but the strains still arise which thy vigilance keep. The sound of the rain which leaps down to the flower and dances again in the rhythm of the shower, the murmur that springs from the growing of grass are the music of things but are modeled, alas. Away then, my dearest, O oh, hie thee away, to springs that lie clearest beneath the moon ray, to lone lake that smiles in its dream of deep rest at the many star isles that enjewel its breast, where wild flowers creeping have mingled their shade, on its margin is sleeping full many a maid. Some have left the cool glade and have slept with the bee. Arouse them, my maiden, on moorland and lee. Go breathe on their slumber all softly and ear, the musical number they slumbered to hear. For what can awaken an angel so soon, whose sleep, ha whose sleep hath 
hath been taken beneath the cold moon, as the spell which no slumber of witchery may test, the rhythmical number which lulled him to rest. Spirits and wing and angels to the view, a thousand seraphs burst the empyrean through, young dreams still hovering on their drowsy flight, seraphs in all but knowledge the keen light, that fell refracted throw thy bounds afar. O death, from eye of God upon that star, sweet was that error, sweeter still that death, sweet was that error, even with us the breath of science dims the mirror of our joy, to them toward the Simoom, and would destroy, for what to them availeth it to know that truth is falsehood, or what bliss is what? or that bliss is woe. Sweet was their death, with them to die was rife, with the last ecstasy of satiate life. Beyond that death no immortality, but sleep that pondereth and is not to be. And there, oh, may my weary spirit dwell, apart from heaven's eternity, and yet how far from hell. What guilty spirit and what shrubbery dim heard not the stirring summons of that hymn. But two, they fell, for heaven no grace imparts to those who hear not for their beating hearts. A maiden angel and her seraph lover, oh, where, and ye may seek the wide skies over, with love, the blind near sober duty known, unguided love hath fallen mid tears of perfect moan. He was a goodly spirit, he who fell, a wanderer by mossy mantled well, a gazer on the lights that shine above, a dreamer in the moonbeam by his love. What wonder, for each star is eye-like there, and looks so sweetly down on beauty's hair, and they in every mossy spring were holy to his love haunted to his love haunted heart and melancholy. The knight had found to him a knight of woe upon a mountain crag, young Angelo. Beetling it bends athwart the solemn sky, and scowls on starry worlds that down beneath it lie. Here sate he with his love, his dark eye bent, with eagle gaze along the firmament. Now turned it upon her, but ever then, it trembled to the orb of earth again. I am thee, dearest, see how dim that ray, how lovely tis to look so far away. She seemed not thus upon that autumn eve, I left her gorgeous halls, nor mourned to leave. That eve, that eve, I should remember well, the sun-ray dropped in Limnos with a spell, on the arabesque carving of a gilded hall, wherein I sat, and on the draperied wall, and on my eyelids, oh, the heavy light, how drowsily it weighed them into night. On flowers before, and mist and love, they ran with Persian Sadi and his Gulistan. But, oh, that light, I slumbered, death the while stole o'er my senses in that lovely isle, so softly that no single silken hair awoke that slept, or knew that he was there. The last spot of earth's orb I trod upon was a proud temple called the Parthenon. More beauty clung around her columned wall than even thy glowing bosom beats withal. And when old time my wing did disenthrall, thence sprang I as the eagle from his tower, and years I left behind me in an hour. What time upon her airy bounds I hung, one half the garden of her globe was flung, unrolling as a chart unto my view, tenantless cities of the desert too. I am thee, beauty crowded on me then, and half I wish to be again of men. My Angelo, and why of them to be? A brighter dwelling place is there for thee.
and greener fields than in yon world above, and woman's loveliness and passionate love. But list, Ianthe, when the air so soft failed as my pen and spirit leapt aloft, perhaps my brain grew dizzy, but the world I left so late was into chaos hurled, sprang from her station on the winds apart, and rolled aflame the fiery heaven athwart. Methought, my sweet one, then I ceased to soar, and fell not swiftly as I rose before, but with a downward tremulous motion through, light brazen rays this golden star unto, nor long the measure of my falling hours, for nearest of all stars was thine to ours, dread star, that came amid a night of mirth, a red dedalian, dedalian on the timid earth. We came, and to thy earth, but not to us, be given our lady's bidding to discuss. We came, my love, around, above, below. Gay firefly of the night, we come and go. Nor ask a reason, save the angel nod. She grants to us, as granted by her God. But Angelo, then the... Than thine gray time unfurled, never his fairy wing or fairier world. Dim was its little disk and angel eyes, alone could see the phantom in the skies. When first Al Araf knew her course to be, headlong thitherward o'er the starry sea, but when its glory swelled upon the sky, as glowing beauties bust beneath man's eye, we paused before the heritage of men, and thy star trembled as doth beauty then. Thus in discourse the lovers wild away, the night that waned and waned and brought no day. They fell, for heaven to them no hope imparts, who hear not for the beating of their hearts. Romance Romance, who loves to nod and sing, with drowsy head and folded wing, among the green leaves as they shake, far down within some shadowy lake, to me a painted parakeet, hath been a most familiar bird, taught me my alphabet to say, to lisp my very earliest word, while in the wild wood I did lie, a child with a most knowing eye. Of late eternal condor years, so shake the very heaven on high, with tumult as they thunder by, I have no time for idle cares, through gazing on the unquiet sky. And when an hour with calmer wings its down upon my spirit flings, that little time with lyre and rhyme to while away forbidden things, my heart would feel to be a crime unless it trembled with the strings. To Helen Helen, thy beauty is to me like those Nicaean barks of yore that gently o'er a perfumed sea the weary wayworn wanderer bore to his own native shore. On desperate seas long wont to roam, thy hyacinth hair, thy classic face, thy naiad airs have brought me home to the glory that was Greece and the grandeur that was Rome. Lo, in yon brilliant window niche, how statue-like I see thee stand, the agate lamp within thy hand, ah, Psyche, from the regions which are holy land. Israfel in heaven a spirit doth dwell whose heart-strings are a lute. None sings so wildly well as the angel Israfel, and the giddy stars, so legends tell, ceasing their hymns, attend the spell of his voice all mute. 
tottering above in their in her highest noon the enamored moon blushes with love while to listen the red livin with the rapid pleiades even which were seven pauses in heaven and they say the starry choir and the other listening things that israfeli's fire is owing to that lyre by which he sits and sings the trembling living wire of those unusual strings but the skies that angel trod where deep thoughts are a duty where love's a grown-up god where the how where the howry glances are imbued with all the beauty which we worship in a star therefore thou art not wrong israfeli who despisest an unimpassioned song to thee the laurels belong best bard because the wisest merrily live and long the ecstasies above with thy burning measure measurer's suit thy grief thy joy thy hate thy love with the fervor of thy lute well may the stars be mute Yes, heaven is thine, but this is a world of sweets and sours. Our flowers are merely flowers, and the shadow of thy perfect bliss is the sunshine of ours. If I could dwell where Israfel hath dwelt, and he where I, he might not sing so wildly well a mortal melody, while a bolder note than his might swell from my lyre within the sky.